Leonardo da Vinci considered himself a failure that never finished anything. And the recent studies suggest that the famous Renaissance man had ADHD. Welcome to two fourth Norwegian something? I'm Rasmus. Oh, too many Norwegians already. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. And I'm Marius. Hey. Hello, hey, Marius. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been. Um, since Maker Central, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. a year. Yeah. Are you are all of you going this year? No. Only me. Mm, yeah, only him. He will be yeah. the representative of the podcast over there. Yeah. So I'll constantly be only two thirds focused. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be the one that's been harassed over there. Yeah. Uh, more than usual, you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> to be to to be fair, you you worked hard for it. Uh well. We'll we'll see how that goes. My, yeah. my, my, I might have to bring some uh, axes for defensive purposes. Yeah, do that. Yeah, but Marius, uh, for the good people out there who don't know you, could you give like this short description of what a Marius is? Yeah, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is that what your, your, your wife says as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm uh, I'm um, I'm Norwegian. I live in a town called Arendal. Um, and that doesn't I'm, exist. That, I'm sorry, but no, no, it's, it's, it the, does. it's it the does. frozen. It even exists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it exists in frozen, so it's real. No, no, it's a made-up name as usual <laughs> of a city that doesn't exist unless it's a Disney. Animation. Says the French guy in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, go on. Uh, no, no, no. So I'm uh, mainly a, a leather crafter. I I run a store called Arendal Leather Co. Uh, with my friend Vidar, um, and I work as a senior operations manager at the business. Uh, that's my day-to-day job. Um, I love to make other stuff as well, but uh, don't have too much time to do that, unfortunately. Um, wife, two kids, dog, cat, Ooh, uh, dog. The, the usual. One dog? Polar bears, reindeer. Yeah, one dog. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's good. One yeah, day. we just got her. She's uh, awesome. She's a mix between a husky and an American bulldog. Oh, wow. They call it a bullski. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she was very small and cute when we got her, but she's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. Is she, like, is she as, as loud as you ski usually are? Like shouting all the time? And no, not at all. It's oh. when my, uh, my youngest daughter played the harmonica. Then she starts to roar. Oh, nice! Yeah, oh, cool. but she's she's uh, I would say mainly a bulldog uh, because okay. you can notice it when people come to our house and everything. She's like need to let us know that uh, they are coming and that she needs to do that for at least two three minutes. So yeah, uh, of course. But she's yeah, she's a good mix. I I've been missing having a dog, and uh, my wife finally gave me the okay. So uh, oh, I'm happy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Miss, so shortly, that's there. me. Cool. That's cool. And what, have what to, you... uh, no, I have to. I have to say, uh, I, I met Marius uh, Mika Central last year. I had hmm. no idea what he was doing, and when I saw his work uh, on Instagram mainly, uh, I was amazed because very good uh, quality leather work, very impressive. So if you are not following him, uh, please do already. Um, I know it's the beginning of the podcast, but very, very cool stuff. And and you opened a, um, a shop not that long ago. 
No, uh, th- first of all, thank you so much. Red. That that means a lot coming from you. Um, no, pleasure. With the work you do. Um, no, we opened in May of last year. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah. I, I mean, I've been I've been selling stuff for I don't know, is it eight years or so? Um, but then I've kind of figured out that if I want to try to build this or scale it up to something else, then I want to do it together with somebody because mm-hmm. it's too much and my head is not built for paperwork and uh, all that stuff. And it's also fun to do it together with someone. Yeah. So I met uh, met Vidar and uh, we kind of, uh, it just happened kind of. We started a business and, and we're focused on having a workshop and having a, a web store. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we were kind of just messing around, sending each other uh, like, yeah, what would be the the same in in France, like fin.no, Erasmus, uh, yeah, Craigslist kind of. kind of things. Okay. Yeah, with like different um, locations that we can rent uh, in the middle of town. And like, oh, th- like imagine when we get here, when we can have a place in the middle of town. And then all of a sudden a place showed up that he sent to me and it was like, the price wasn't too bad. So yeah. we were kind of like, should we? <laughs> and then, uh, in, like in two days, we're all of a sudden <laughs> renting Damn. a shop in the middle of town. Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. That's and the. It, I mean, you got prime real estate though. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a kind of. Um, I mean, Arnold is a small city, uh, but it's kind of the the street one up from the main street. Yeah. Um. So I would say mostly like in summer we get uh, a couple of people who walk by and like all of a sudden notice our shop but uh, usually it's people now who kind of know knows that we are there Mm -hmm. but uh, we get some kind of drop in but it's um, just being in town and being able Mm. to kind of welcome our customers is uh, it's pretty cool yeah that is nice i bet it is yeah and have you been working on something exciting recently yeah, I mean, uh, it hasn't been. We just uh, <laughs> moved, and not just in December, moved into our our house. But it's been you, you know, red like moving a new place. It's chaos for I don't know yeah. a, a year. Yeah. So it's been a lot of that, and we've had a a, a legal thingy going with the house uh, oh. with the builders, and it's been a lot. So it hasn't been too much time to kind of spend in the workshop. Um, but uh, recently we got uh, a new batch or two batches from uh, the tannery called Tornsjö in Sweden. Oh, yeah. And they make like insanely beautiful leather. Uh, and we have kind of decided that that's going to be hopefully like our one uh, source of leather. Um, so we've been designing a couple of new bags, nice. uh, both custom and like for our collection. So that's been, that's been my... Kind of uh, two weeks or two months, I would say, uh, designing a new, we call it a bucket bag um, and a new tote bag and a briefcase, custom briefcase for a customer. And uh, yeah, I love those uh, those uh, projects instead of just making like a four, 40 new wallets or, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's also fun. But uh, when you get those kind of custom projects, that's uh, really exciting. Yeah, there is the challenge part, and it's something different that, than what you are usually doing. So there is this excitement guide. Yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. Yeah, and you kind of and feel like you, you you get to challenge yourself. Because uh, when you're just making the same stuff over and over again, mm. you kind of get too comfortable, mm-hmm. uh, I would say. So when mm. you get those uh, those custom projects, you kind of you get a little bit like, oh, shit. 
okay, how do I do this again? Yeah. <laughs> but then when you get into it and kind of uh, do some prototyping and start designing, it's it's really, really fun. Yeah. I think it's important to kind of grow as a maker as well. Absolutely. What about you guys? Who wants to start? I, 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 can, I can start. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been nearing completion on the 30 knives I've had kicking about. Nice. But, wow. of course, uh, this time, because this is the first proper batch of knives I'm doing after I got the even hit kiln, uh, I spent also a lot of time reading really nerdy metallurgical stuff to get no. a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's shocking for everyone involved. Uh, <laughs> to get, like, a proper sort of uh, list on how to treat, like, the steels I'm using. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, and the knife steel nerd book literally uh, is very exen- excessive, extensive. But it's also just a book. It's also a blog that a guy makes. So it's not a lot of knowledge is like not in the book, but on the, bl- on the blog. But there's a fair bit of stuff that only shows up on the blog because it has not been implemented into the book yet, and yeah. so on and so forth. So like reading through all of that and then trying to remember. Okay, why is all of these steps important? And it gets super complicated because like, oh, yeah, this step is super important because this specific steel contains these elements in it and in these quantities that does this thing. Mm-hmm. But this steel that also contains those elements, you don't need to worry about it because they cancel each other out or the quantities are so less that something else happens that is also interesting and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like, I, I spent... Yesterday, I spent a couple of hours on my phone just reading that in the forge and just like, okay, here's the quick, easy way I think will work to heat treat stuff, which includes, oh, the steel needs to be heated up to 800 degrees, and then it needs to cool by 30 degrees an hour until it's at 650, and then it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) And then I can harden it after that. And it's like, oh, sure, I'll start that now. And it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, that takes five and a half hours or something for it to cycle through that yeah so it's, it's way more complicated than just taking them out of the fire and just let them yeah. cool in sand or but in theory i else. should get way better knives yeah you should and it, it doesn't actually take me any time because i just need to program the machine that it takes 10 minutes as soon as i uh, a minute as soon yeah. as i have like the actual recipe i want to follow Mm-hmm. And then I just turn it on and it sits in the corner and I just look at it every once in a while to make sure it didn't catch on fire spontaneously. Yeah. Which you would be surprised how often that can happen. Really? Uh, oh. not, not, I mean, just in a blacksmith shop in general. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah that I know. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's a box that goes up to 800 degrees and it wants to stay there for nearly five hours. It's like, yeah, yeah <laughs> things can happen. Yeah, the, the the trick on finding out what is supposed to burn in that forge and what not. <laughs> yeah, and then I sort of opened the door when I was going through one of the cycles and I peek and just the smoke comes out. I was like, ooh, I, I'm not sure what was supposed to be smoking in there. Uh, <laughs> but generally speaking, not a good sign. And like, I opened it a little bit more and there's hardly any smoke at all. I was like, I, I guess there was just grease or something on a couple of the knives. Was it the first Maybe? heat that you... Yeah, that was it? the first heating. Yeah. Yeah, first heating in the you, you always have residue and and no no it was not the first work. firing of the of the okay. kiln. Yeah, the, no, the, uh, I I preheated that like ages ago when I got it around Christmas. So like okay. uh, this is just the first time I'm properly using it. I've done it. I've used it a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but ironically enough, I've used it a lot for just surface treatment. Okay. So 
uh, like I would be heating stuff, uh, just sticking like a whole lot of hooks into the forge or into mm -hmm. the kiln and turning it up to 150 degrees and let it sit there for an hour okay. instead of doing every single one as I'm finishing them off from the forge. I can do a big batch of them instead. Yeah. So uh, lots of different things going on there. Uh, but another interesting thing is I was on my brother-in-law's movie podcast yesterday. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Did and you talk about the the thing? Which is made out of made-up words? Yes. Both both <laughs> oh, of the okay. things are correct. Lots of made-up words. Uh, mostly made up by me. But, I mean, it, it, the podcast is also in Norwegian, only Norwegian. So, yes, everything is made up for you two guys. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, as per Red's recommendation, I showed him Visitor Q. Oh, damn. That's the best choice you could have come up with. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we all agreed. But it was an awkward moment when they turned the movie on and the first thing that happens is a sex scene. Yeah. And, that, and, that's a and, very weird movie. And I'm guilty oh. for including that in the list of recommendations. But it, it's, a, it's a quite interesting one about Japanese yeah, family. I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, we, we can go long talking about what I think about that movie. Uh, also, I did that yesterday on that podcast. So, I mean, yeah. which should be out by the time this is out. So for the Norwegian speakers can hear all about it there. Uh, but as as with uh, as what happens with me, uh, I, I talked a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we know. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was a wonderful <laughs> evening, but like I show up at five o'clock, I play around, around with my knees for a little bit, then pizza, and then we eat a lot of pizza, and I finish eating all of the rest of the pizza. Uh, <laughs> and then we go down, and like we, we start watching the movie, and of course, like, uh, they... Um, the podcast is with my brother-in-law and a, a good friend of his. Mm -hmm. And his friend had heard about it and had wanted to see it. And they have a thing where, like, they go for the in the weird films, the, the strange ones, those those that you never will actually see in cinemas, basically. So, good match with Visitor so, Q. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, we talked about Visitor Q a long time ago. And then I asked you again for a list and you had it there. And I was like, yes, I think I already downloaded that one. Let's, yeah. let's make it easy. Let's just pick that one. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I should have done a bit more research about what I was getting myself into. <laughs> uh, because I did not remember much except for like the little thing I saw of as, as the synopsis on IMDb. And I was like, ooh, yeah. So that's going to be the climax, yeah? No, that's where the movie starts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's no need to go in depth in it, but the, the podcast you you recently recorded is that like a viewing party podcast? So you watch the movie and talk at the same time, or is it more you watch the movie and then you kind of recap it and talk about it afterwards? Um, uh, yeah, it more of the last thing, but it's kind of like this as well, where the first half of the podcast is uh, just like social chatting, kind of yeah. what happened last uh, since last time and all of that. And then there's a bit of the, the talking about the movie itself, which which is kind of weird when you are like still recovering from the mental trauma <laughs> of watching it. Uh, but uh, uh, and then they have a lot of fun and games uh, after after that as well. Okay. So it, it's quite a big mix of a podcast, and they have a lot of it's. They're aiming for a bit more of that radio show kind of feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, comparing them to Michelle, I don't think it's too far off. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've been going for 40-something episodes. I'm not even sure. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, nice. I haven't listened to all of them yet because I'm a horrible brother-in-law. Uh, but th they ended up talking for three and a half hours or something. Three hours nice. or something. Yeah. 
Um, so it was lots of fun, but uh, only Norwegian. So damn. But I'll, I'll I'll leave a link to it in the description here. Yes, please. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So that's me. Red Jan. Fight? Yeah, I can go next. Okay. No fight. <laughs> yeah, um, not much. Like after the uh, Easter madness we had here, I recovered well. Had some family events. I actually had my uncle and aunt visiting from the US. So they came into Esslingen on, let me think about it, Saturday. Yes, Saturday. And um, yeah, I showed them around Esslingen a little bit, which was nice. On um, Sunday, I didn't do much. Easter Sunday, it was my birthday. But yeah, um, happy birthday! Happy birthday! birthday (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I have to mention it. (laughs) Yes. How old are you now? Forty-five. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Plus, plus taxes and uh, yeah. I was hoping you you'd get as old as I am, but. Yeah, you're far from it. Yeah, no, still, still, still <laughs> in the old, already old, not vintage yet. Yeah. The, yeah, so so didn't I really didn't do anything on Sunday, which was actually really nice. The weather was great. Um, Steph and I, we just cooked. We spent the day together. We went out for ice cream in the afternoon because it was nice weather. Monday was uh, the weather got even better. And nice. um, actually, one of the nice things that happened on Monday is I had a visit from Leo. Oh, yeah, yeah. On Insta, yeah. So um, Leo contacted me, and uh, we met, and because she had some film from um, Leo's dad, and uh, yeah, stopped by in Esslingen. We went to town, had some ice cream before she, um, before Leo had to head back to um, Hamburg. Mm. So that was nice. And in the afternoon, I met a friend of mine and we drove to the Swabian Alps where we <laughs> kind of illegally entered an old nursery, um, like Ooh. plant nursery with greenhouses and shot some wanted? film. Wanted? Nah, it wasn't really. It, it uh. kind of looked that way because it just, it's weird because there were some aluminum chairs in there that looked like from a plane. Oh. Like this, the seats from a plane. But they mm-hmm. were scattered all over the the, the uh, greenhouses, wow. so that that was kind of interesting. Um, I have pictures on my Insta because I brought my Polaroid with me, a medium format, and also my thirty-five millimeter camera. So I was just running around with cameras <laughs> and the whole thing. It's just like a giant playground. Um, I had a ton of fun with uh, Sally that went with me, and um, yeah. So I'm I'm slowly after that over the week I just slowly. Uh, developed the film, scanned the film, some of it. Uh, actually developed the last batch today. Still have to scan that. Is that the one behind you on the door? Uh, that's another one. Okay. <laughs> so that's another one I still have nice. to do. The other ones film are hanging everywhere. outside to dry. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's slowly taken over the, the whole house again. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to just develop it, get it over with, and then pack it away. Nice. Uh, I had to order some organizers for it, too. So I can actually get the negatives stored away, so they're not laying around everywhere. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. W- would you qualify that as uh, urban exploration? What you did uh, the Pre- other yeah. day? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much so. Was yeah. it your first time doing that? Um. Yes and no. Uh. I did some urban exploration without even knowing it being urban exploration. Mm-hmm. So apparently everything that has been neglected. Yeah, getting drunk and lost doesn't count. <laughs> So I've never done urban exploration. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, 
we have a lot of old like shacks and gardens and stuff like that. So when I'm up in the vineyards and I'm walking around and I see an empty one, I sometimes walk up and I even made some pictures of it, but I never really saw myself as like an urban explorer because of it, because it's literally right off the walk walkway. Yeah. So um, this one was more, I, I saw that one driving past it because it was also pretty close to a street and i saw the damaged like tiles and everything of it mm -hmm. um that's why i decided i want to go there with a the camera so this was more targeted this okay. time and boy did it deliver it wasn't there wasn't any like fences we had to climb over it was just a guard post saying this one is there's video surveillance like you're not supposed to enter mm -hmm. uh yeah that was no no camera i'm not yeah. gonna disclose the exact like a uh, location of it but yeah it is really good visible from the street mm -hmm. but you kind of like have to enter it and but there was nobody else there the weather was great the sun going through and going through the glass shards was fantastic yeah. so we just went in there we shot pictures for a good hour and yeah. then we just packed up and left again yeah it, nice. it, it looks like a like one of those really good good looking kind of derelict places where there's a lot yeah. of interesting things going on and it's not so horribly fallen apart that it it feels wrong or dangerous or anything. Yeah, and it's just the right amount of vandalized. There's not that yeah. much graffiti in there, which I was surprised of. There's some graffiti, but not that much. Mm. Um, also, I think that the place is looked after once in a while because you oh. could see like cars of like the glass were swooped together. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. um, it's also for sale, the property. So I guess there's going to be people there in certain amounts of time. It was mm. not too grown in. You could see it's kind of fun because they cut all the branches and all the bushes down and they put them inside the greeneries. Oh. So that was that was interesting. Yeah, that was really nice location. So now I'm kind of like a little bit hyped on it. But yeah, then on the other side, I'm I don't know where any other derelict places are. So I guess that that that's been all of the urban exploring i've been doing for a while but it was fun it was good times and uh the film i shot like one of the films i shot is actually expired since 2007 yeah and it turned out like the the quality of the film turned out fantastic That's cool. maybe not the framing of the pictures i shot but the, yeah. the quality of the film itself was like i was blown away because i developed it myself and i thought yeah, may maybe I get one or good two pictures out of it. They all turned out fantastic. Nice. Better than the non-expired from my shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah. Do you mainly uh, shoot on vintage camera? Uh yes, I do. Um I don't shoot any digital. It's oh. just purely as a hobby. I shoot some medium format and also 35 millimeter mm. on it. Yeah. So, oh, and on a Polaroid. This was actually the first time I took the Polaroid with me. Oh, really? I got really? an old Polaroid from my uncle. Cool. And um, I bought some fill packs because they still sell them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have some color and some black and white Polaroid. I only shot color. And the color ones, I um, actually already uploaded some on my Insta. And I, I love the look, especially if you have the derelict place and you have stuff like half fallen apart and you have that like foggy layer over it yeah, like yeah. the colors yeah. are like, a little bit muted yeah um that really gives it a lot more atmosphere which was really nice yeah they were looking cool, cool. yeah also it, it it fixes that little um that that itch that you have like you know when you go out and you shoot pictures and you don't know for another one or two weeks or until mm. you develop the film if it actually turned out or not 
with those the polaroid if you shoot one in between you just put them in your back pocket and like five minutes later you can take a look at it and see if like oh yeah that actually turned out well or like <laughs> yeah that was absolute bullshit <laughs> yeah cool yep so this was mainly my week so far like the rest was just basic work good yeah red how about you uh nothing new uh this week uh per se i i was working on the commission work that i'm doing for for someone for cosplay so i'm i'm yeah. almost done with that oh cool um yeah so also thanks to jamie and duncan who uh, helped me tremendously uh modeling something on fusion 360 because yeah I learned uh, two or three years ago with Jamie uh, that gave lessons during the, the pandemic and the lockdown. And uh, I don't use this um, software enough to remember all the steps. So I was yeah. like, hey, Jamie, can you help me a little bit with that? And said, yeah, of course. So he was very kind and Duncan joined. Um, they helped me model the thing. Uh, that I, I wanted to model. So yeah, I'm ninety percent done on both things, which is great. Maybe you said it was fusion. Sorry, what? You said it was fusion you've been working with? Yeah, fusion oh, okay. three yeah. sixty yeah. for for the modeling part of uh, the goggles of the cosplay. And okay. the other part, uh, I'm making a pattern for leather hat for the guy. Uh, so very specific character from somewhere. Um, it's that and... French word again. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> no, it's a different one. It's a different one. Oh, yeah, you didn't notice because there is some subtlety in it. Oh, but, no, yeah. yeah, there's an the accent in this one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so no, yeah, I'm, I'm finishing that, and I, I, the deal at the beginning. I don't remember if I talked that uh, talked about that in the podcast, but the deal was. So to make the hat for the guy he, he is working on a, on a cosplay and he wanted the hat and uh, the goggles coming with the hat for the character so the deal was i model and print the um, goggles um with resin and i make the hat uh turns out he's living in malaysia i believe and oh, wow. i can't um export leather goods in malaysia because of the customs uh, restrictions right um like in many muslim countries you can't do that because there's a good chance that the leather comes from pork and therefore it's forbidden. well it, it, it's not but yeah it can be but yeah you know that kind of I stuff mean, it's a big uh, difference between pork hide and cow hide yeah yeah for sure but like custom doesn't want to maybe yeah. check or have the well, time to check and so they they, they prohibited every, every um, laser item hmm. uh, so now the deal is I do the pattern and he will try to make his own hat with my pattern which is kind oh. of a good deal so it works yeah. for both of us and so, then yeah, you can also sell the pattern later again yeah also that yeah um, so yeah I'm I'm 95% done with the pattern I'm the modeling is done for the Google so I just have to print them just to see if everything works if it doesn't uh, I will change the model and reprint them and paint them and send them. And yeah, so that's what I've been doing um, this week. Also took the the weekend, uh, Eastern weekend, to go to my in-laws. Uh, also see some friends, uh, eat a lot of cake and chocolate. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah. How horrible. Rest. Well, horrible weekend. It was like torture, <laughs> close to that. 
no, so yeah, a little bit of rest, and it's it's holidays for the kiddo, so for the uh, this week and next week, so he's uh, at home, so we are playing a lot of uh, Super Mario Kart Eight, oh. because and he's really he's becoming very good now, so it's it's kind of upsetting me because i was i was supposed <laughs> to be go. the, the good one <laughs> but yeah um so oh, holidays it's... with the kids uh we have a lot planned together uh video game obviously tomorrow we will go to the karting do a karting session uh like the real uh, go-kart Ooh, thing cool uh for nice. the whole afternoon uh i won't be driving but you will like you have three hours of uh like teaching and and walking the track to see where to turn like are you gonna break and all of that. stop at a zoo store before that and get some turtles <laughs> yeah if, if i if i can i will <laughs> um, well, so why are you painting that turtle bag red <laughs> because i make it homey <laughs> So we're going to do that. And as we are doing the old Nintendo Mario thing, uh, we all, we will also go to the theater to see the, the Super Mario movie uh, oh, that yeah. just came out in France because we've been mostly my kid, but we've been waiting for it for a long time. So I completely missed that. I didn't even know there was a movie coming out. Oh, yeah. they talked about it for... It, been, they've been talking about it for, for a long time now because there is this thing about chris pratt doing the voice i was just about to ask what you felt about that yeah i'm i'm personally i'm okay because i'm gonna see the movie in french French. and the french (laughs) voice is is great it's matching perfectly so that that's fine i will try to watch the american version of it just to have the feel of uh, chris pratt you you should yeah also because jack black sings yeah i know but he's bowser right yeah 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 And the song Peach is is kind of yeah I I don't know I have yeah, to see I, I don't know what, it's, what it's the like thing is about. I just yeah. heard he's singing and I'm yeah, like yeah, he's singing. suddenly I really do want to see this movie yeah yeah I I want as well so I will probably watch it twice like one yeah. once with the kid I mean, and Jack Black is one of the guys of Tenacious D right so yeah he yeah can sing. yeah exactly well, oh he can somewhat sing. oh he's no, no, really he good can. make music yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's awesome. So, it's going to be a yeah. lot of rag and rag and rag and rag and bowser. That is going to be cool. Yeah. yeah, we're going to see it as well. Nice. So yeah, that's been my week and that will be my probably next week as well. A lot of games play. And... Oh, you also wants to go to um, the bullying uh, alley for the first time. At the and bowling, they... not the bullying. The... <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> and there is a there is a, a, a how is it called in English? It's a, a, a fair, a carnival. The yeah. thing with the that, old... that, that is that is words. Yeah. So yeah. both he wants to go as well because it's here. Um, it's in town for the month. So I'm gonna be very busy. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, and I also nice. do a, a oil change uh, on my car this morning. So yeah. <laughs> There's always something with that car. Yeah, I have a little mention on my car for the for the <laughs> the the podcast the, being the, the, whole, the, the whole duration. Oh, I I was completely distracted earlier. I forgot. I finished the the book I talked about it, the Legends and Lattes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely because I recommended it and yeah. put my focus on it. Yeah, definitely worth it. Really wholesome, really good. Perfect. Nice, good. Yeah, Not I'll, I'll, I'll be it. getting that soon ish. Whenever I have another Audible credit. It's it's a um, <laughs> oh, audible like read just read it, 
Yeah, but that requires physical books. And it requires, yes. when I have to move, I have to move another physical book. I have fucking tons of books. I would, I would, yeah, but I mean, books are the least of your problems with the amount of envelopes you own now. Yeah, but books are not helping. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, nice. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a point. Uh, but I don't need to help by buying more books. That's true as well. But you have friends, so that's okay. Uh, for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Until you try to move again with all your shit. Again, good yeah. point. <laughs> to calm everyone involved, I am seriously considering to, to get a, a moving company to move all my shit next time. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'll look at the prices and then reconsider my life choices. <laughs> if it's like France, it's not that expensive and it's definitely worth it. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and the you can get a cheap you... moving company because they're not going to break your anvil. No. No. Let's not go there. Yeah. They might drop an anvil, but they will not be breaking the anvil in any time soon. No, but they can, they, can, they can kill themselves trying to... Yeah. There's a company on. called Coyote Inc., but they only want to transport <laughs> the, the anvils. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm supposed to trust them. And, and, and move, moving on into our topic. Yes, please. <laughs> Uh, so, we not not we didn't bring Marius on because we wanted to talk about ADHD. Uh, <laughs> but when we have Marius on, we kind of realized talking about ADHD is a kind of a good fit. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, you, I think you mentioned on uh, your own podcast, Brunch Handwerk, uh, a while back. But maybe you could reiterate your a bit of your journey there. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, how, how, where do I start? Um, I got diagnosed just uh, basically a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I'm 39 now, so it's uh, quite late in life. Um, but yeah, no, it was, um, I was uh, struggling with the, the things you struggle with when you have ADHD, uh, attention, too many uh, projects, uh, impulse control, <laughs> all that yeah. good stuff. But also you get some good stuff as well. You get like yeah, hyper focus and so on and so on. But uh, no, it was getting worse and and um, I didn't know I had it. And my wife was <laughs> kind of like, have you ever considered uh, <laughs> kind of talking to someone about maybe what this can be? Like, yeah, yeah I would talk to shrinks and everything, but never about that. But I said, yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I mean, I'm up for it. So I went to this... Uh, neuropsychologist could be it's that that's the word right that is a word <laughs> that's it's uh, a word. probably related to what you're talking about <laughs> yeah and then um no she we went through a bunch of uh of uh, kind of uh questionnaires or whatever yeah to go through and answer and uh uh pretty thorough uh and the, like the third time i was there she was like have we have we talked about the like the road ahead and I was like, the road ahead. We have to kind of discover if I even have ADHD. And she just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you, my friend, have ADHD. <laughs> and she said, I knew, like, talking 10 minutes, I knew, like, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Did she say w why she knew so quickly? No, it's just, she said it's kind of the, the energy and like the, uh, I can't remember like exactly what she said, but she said like the way I carry myself and I'm kind of always on, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. 
So like, uh, like constantly shifting focus between things. Yeah, yeah I'm kind just, of distracted. Maybe. And when I get excited about stuff, I just the speed ramps up, and yeah. uh, I just stop like nonstop talking. Um, so no, yeah. Rasmus, to, for, have you considered being <laughs> <laughs> to someone? Uh, so have you considered I, I have your told. journey ahead? <laughs> I have been told, and uh, I agree. There's there's probably more than uh, more than one set of letters concerning me. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been told so for myself as well. So. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of people who have that uh, not problem, but that diagnosis without knowing it, or that then I don't have the diagnosis, I guess. Yeah. But uh, for me, it was a really positive thing because. Because now I can kind of look back uh, on my life and kind of understand why things uh, turned out the way they turned out. And not necessarily bad, but how like going through school and struggling with um, kind of uh, having attention on stuff that I didn't find interesting. Um, and kind of uh, like my emo emotional life and and everything, like the all my projects, you know, like everything. It was kind of now I had something to hang it on, if you can say it like that. Like it was, um, yeah, it makes sense. And then uh, it was also interesting to kind of try out uh, some medication to see if that could be a positive thing. I'm always kind of um, skeptical. Uh, to take medication just in general I think people should be that and try to try to figure it out uh, in another way but sometimes you just have to of course um, but then we went through a bunch of different um, meds and some of them were bad uh, I felt them kind of stripping me of my personality and some of them were kind of good because uh, they took away like the the constant uh, like rush of thoughts in my head like it's like chatting in the head yeah it's just like stops. it feel to me it feels like i'm i'm in a, a box and i have a small little uh, window to look out and there's like a, a, a tornado of thoughts going mm -hmm. around the box and i can kind of grab them for a second and then they like move on and then there's like right. that uh <laughs> like thousand a thousand times so but uh, but at least that that's with um, the things that kind of uh, I'm not interested in or I'm not excited about because when I uh, I'm not on medication and I do stuff I am interested in and and I am excited about then all of a sudden 48 hours have passed and I need to go to sleep because I've been working yeah you know it's like uh, and it's a really really good feeling getting into that zone so I'm uh, it's important for me not to lose that for because I consider that a really really positive thing Agreed. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting what you're saying because I have a couple of friends that have been medicated because of ADHD mm. and their experience has been really because I talked to them about it been really uh, different because one hates it and he says he feels like um, also like packed in cotton mm. yeah. the whole time like yeah. kind of foggy yeah while the other one experienced like the direct opposite he's like he's it's just like somebody's taking a water of uh, a bucket of cold water yeah. and pours it over your head and suddenly you are awake yeah, and you're yeah. focused because before that he was kind of in that state the other guy is with the medication yeah, yeah, yeah. so um i i found that really interesting and um they've talked about it to each other and they've been both on the same medication with two completely effects yeah yeah people react uh, really differently um 
And uh, yeah, I've also uh, talked to a, a couple of people who have ADHD, and it's the same, the same mm-hmm. story. Uh, it's really, that's why it's it's really difficult to find the medication that works for you. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's a, a challenge. But um, it is w- one thing. Like now, I use uh, Ritalin, like Ritalin. That's mm-hmm. I mean, that's most people know know that word at least. Um, and that's for me. It's it's a really uh, it works in a really short period. So if I take it, I think it's maybe like four hours or so. It kind oh. of wears out after that. So it's really short, short, yeah. uh, short time period. But the, the thing that happens is that, like, when I'm at work and I'm doing stuff like uh, going through mails or paperwork or whatever things that I'm not super excited about, I, I notice that I can actually focus on that one thing without having all these other thoughts in the back of my head kind of swirling around mm-hmm. and that's that's a really really pleasant uh experience um but it is like there's there's all sorts of side effects there's like the the things we talked about now but there's also like irritating stuff like dry mouth and uh, you know other stuff so you have to people react really really differently so it's uh it's a process to go through all these uh, different uh medications um you you said you didn't like the medication that much, and there's um, other ways, or like you try other ways to get around it. Is there different practices you can do, like for concentration, or? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm trying to meditate, uh, okay. and uh, but that's also the thing that's really really hard for me because yeah, yeah <laughs> I like, can imagine it's like saying to myself, "Don't think of anything." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> let's try yeah. this, uh, but. Um, no other i don't know I, I think it's really really important to to exercise regularly uh have a good diet stuff that everyone should do kind of to feel better drink a lot of water just re- like that stuff that i'm i'm noticing is helping me at least cuz having routines like uh, be in bed before this time get up even though on the weekends i don't have that problem because my kids get up at like five six o'clock <laughs> but it's like having though having routines it's the same with the kind of people who have depression or other things get into those routines that's the first step like wake up at this point get get to bed at this point okay you do that then we go maybe you can walk every other day for 30 minutes and like i think routines is a good thing um yeah and that goes for me work-wise as well i don't uh, i kind of thriving chaos in some way but I, I i need kind of i need systems put in place uh, unless it's going to be like uh, managing the chaos for a few weeks and then it's just mayhem after two months so um yeah there is a lot to think about but uh i i don't know i find it interesting as well i agree i agree with you um one thing that you said that that is very very important to me you said that uh, i've been diagnosed with this problem and then you corrected yourself i Mm -hmm. I don't i don't see adhd as a problem unless unless uh, you are you're feeling bad about yourself and Mm. having adhd um, i haven't been diagnosed myself uh but according to my wife and according (laughs) to the internet uh, I should talk to someone and get diagnosed to see uh, if um, if, if right. that's that or not. Why, why would you think that? Because of your sleep schedule? Yeah. Your non-existing one? Or <laughs> that. you being locked up in your workshop for days at a time? That as well. <laughs> uh, the fact that I, I 
can rewatch TV show that I I know almost by heart uh, over and over again. Yeah, me too. Apparently, that's that's <laughs> one of the the ADHD traits. The fact that there is this voice in my head talking constantly uh, that never shut up. Uh, so that 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 also apparently is one of the thing that happens when you have ADHD but it's it, it's also very different from 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 people to people from what I've I've heard from what I've known you can have some aspect of ADHD and yeah. not others I remember as you said Marius uh, not being interested by some stuff uh, in school but mm. also being able to focus for hours and hours for things that I have I have interested in mm. uh, so it it, it it varies uh, from people to people, and and I guess the best thing to do is to go see a neural uh, psychologist, physicist, whatever it's yeah. called, to to get diag- diagnosed and and see what's up with you and your head. Mm. I think that's very important, and everybody should do it because um, one of the um, and I I mentioned it in the podcast uh, a few times, but I think. Um, I, so two things. I think the depression that I went through a, uh, a few years ago was the direct consequence of me being uh, having ADHD. If there's that that I I, I really have ADHD. Mm. So I've 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 fought depression and I I'm kind of winning because I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Um, it being diagnosed would help me to understand w- why uh, it happened, how to avoid um, having depression again or falling into depression again, mm. uh, at least that bad uh, as at it happened a few years ago. But second thing, um, I I don't know if it was the case for you, Marius, but when you are told by someone that, oh, you should see someone, you should get diagnosed, you have this fear inside you of um, doing the test, re- answering the, the question, and have this uh, verdict of, oh, yes, you have ADHD, and being seen as someone who has a problem. And again, that's why it's very important to say that. it's I don't see that as a problem. I don't see that as an issue or as a disease. It's just the way your work, your brain works. Yeah. It's it might be different. Uh, it might be faster, slower, like more more easily distracted by a squirrel or something. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's guess, you. Guess what I already put in as the title for the episode? Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's very important and. Um, uh, it, it was one of my questions for you, Marius, uh, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I think that if I do it, if I go to a specialist and I, I got diagnosed as having ADHD, it would be a freaking relief for yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. To just be able to say, oh, that was that. All my struggle during uh, my teenage years, all my struggles as an adult all the things that happened that I couldn't explain, all my reaction to this situation, this situation, that was just because my brain worked that way. And mm. it's called ADHD. So it, it, it must be, or at least that's how I picture it in my in my head, that 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 must be a, a freaking relief at the time. Was it the case for you? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely. It's, 
because I have been struggling with depression earlier in my life as well. And I'm, I think that's uh, something uh, that I hear over and over again with people who have uh, these kind of diagnosis because uh, mm -hmm. they kind of intertwine in some way and they affect each other. And and um, for me, it was really kind of nice to, to have something to, not to blame, but to kind of understand why things happen. Yeah, to explain. Happen. Yeah. Because then, because then it's easier to kind of uh, to start uh, kind of on the positive path out of that stage of depression or whatever, because you know what it is. Because what I what I noticed when I was depressed is like you kind of have this hopeless feeling and you don't know what's happening. Why is this happening? You kind of everything is just like why? What is yeah. this? Yeah. But then having that little thing, maybe uh, as a like a diagnosis can be like that could be one thing to kind of explain why things are happening and it's easier to kind of then you can work on the issues uh, surrounding that um, that diagnosis to maybe help uh, in the other aspects as well if that makes sense so to me it's just um, it's like a really really big relief and I know it's uh, it's hard for some people, and of course, like parents who have kids that get that, get that uh, diagnosis, uh, it's tough. But um, I know the last ten years, I've been working a lot with turning everything not not into a positive thing, but not dwelling on the negatives too mm. long. I mean, you're you're allowed to get sad. You're allowed to have those kind of depressing feelings, but kind of snap out of it. Mm. And okay, that's that's where we are now. What are we going to do about it? Like, let's move forward. Because uh, uh, yeah. I spent a lot of time not doing that, and that's not uh, that's not good. And, I uh, think it's Doctor Who or Schopenhauer that said you can't get angry for five minutes. Other than that, it's just like it's on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you are allowed to do that, and obviously, it's five minutes is kind of symbolic. But if you keep on living your life being angry at one thing that happened many years ago, yeah, that's yeah. that's on you because yeah, and also not, not only anger but also fear. I was a lot of like when I was a kid, I was afraid. Like I, I was a, a very, very afraid of death. Uh, mm -hmm. I was afraid of dark. A lot of people are that, but it was like I. I thought way too much about the future and what yeah. could happen when oh, yeah. my parents die, when I die. How's that going to be when they bury me? How's that going to feel? I'm dead, but will I feel it in some way? You know, like just like thinking way too much about those things. Mm -hmm. so, and at uh, the speed of an ADHD brain. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 so, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what my point was, but... Uh, <laughs> that, that's on that's brand, I guess. I, I find it, <laughs> yeah, I find it interesting that you guys talk about like that you want to know that you feel like better about knowing what what's been happening. Mm. Because for me, I feel completely different. I like stuff being not a mystery, but I don't I don't have to know everything in detail. Like I'm quite content with stuff. But like first of all, um, being like a squirrel, if being distracted by a squirrel is not a sign of ADHD, because anyone <laughs> yeah, who <I> is <laughs> not distracted by those furry little things running around outside, there's something seriously wrong with those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. <laughs> yeah, I there, there's a basic rule that if there's a squirrel, you stop doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> you watch a yes. squirrel. Yes. That's an unspoken rule. Um, no, but um, other than that, it's just. Uh, like you said, it's like not being concentrated or being distracted. I, I was distracted in school constantly. Like everything that happened outside the window was more interesting in there. I never thought of myself to, of having 
um, ADHD, ADHD, uh, ADHD word. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it could have been just bad teachers as well. Yeah. Or, yeah, and also or, just being and, and a boy. I, and I don't know, and I don't <laughs> care because I, for me, for me, for myself, I function on like day to day basis. Yeah. And I know that I get easily distracted, and there's something against it, and I don't need a um. I, I don't need to put my finger on it. I understand because it's like you said in the beginning um, when you didn't like the medication. I'm afraid if I, I, I a I don't want to use any of my behavior as an excuse. This is no, no, just no. me, like personally, and um, I don't. And I'm I know myself good enough that if I would be diagnosed, I would probably do that. Mm. That's that. That's more like a self criticism. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. So this this makes I don't know. I'm kind of like afraid of of knowing that. Because I, get, I think it yeah. would take away, like you said, it would take away from my personality because mm. I would rethink things. Is it because it is me or is it because of the situation? I don't yeah. know. Have you ever thought or do you have those thoughts about like where you're on a crossroad where you think it's like, well, is this me right now? Or is it because of like an outer influence? Is it because of ADHD? Is it no, it's, of- I'm thinking it's all me. And uh, the problem when okay. I was younger is that I did excuse myself a lot. Like uh, I, I knew I had way too much energy and I was kind of, uh, I don't know, not noisy kid, but I talked a lot, you know, and I get, get excited and everything. And I was like, I always felt after a, a, a interaction with another person, I always thought like, Jesus Christ, why do you talk so much? Like you need to relax. What is wrong at, with at you? At least People... you noticed you talked a lot. Yeah, but it was like, it was a ba- like a bad feeling. I, I didn't like myself, but now I do. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't kind of, um, for me, it's not... Um, for me personally, it's not important to talk about ADHD and, and and all that, but I feel like it's really interesting when I talk to people like you and other people because it helps to know that there's also other people having issues and struggles and, and everything, and it's really interesting to talk about, and I think it's important that, uh, like in terms of men's uh, health as well, like we talked openly about these things. I think it's a, it's a good thing. But uh, no, I think I, I get your point, John. But uh, for me, it was like I didn't function well, so that's why I, it was good yeah. to understand why I didn't function well. Um, but other than that, I kind of I, I, I get your point on kind of not needing to know when you are functioning, and everyone gets distracted, so it's not and, like and, and this is the basic. Like I would not be saying that if I would have the feeling. No, 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 and I, just... I mean, like as you said in school, like that's just being a a, a boy especially like being distracted being a bit loud being yeah. antsy you know everything but the feeling I mean, like when i was at school and we went through stuff that i didn't find interesting which was a lot i like the feeling was like my my blood was boiling it was like i, I tried to explain it to to teachers and parents and but they like back then it wasn't like a big thing just ah he's a bit you know yeah it's a bit noisy it's a bit energetic and i always remember like my mom saying when we had like in the summers we were out on the porch having dinners uh, and then right after i was done eating i i sat on the railing instead i was just like like what's what's what we're gonna do now we're gonna play a game and she always said like uh, in yeah what we uh do you have worms in your ass <laughs> basically <laughs> translated yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, in your pants. that's where that was the diagnosis back then <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. simple stuff. yeah i mean yeah. And for, for me it's been one of the things where as i have read a lot more and met more and more people uh i become more and more certain that yeah i have 
I am on the autism spectrum and mm. over the last couple of years as well like yeah I probably definitely got a lot of the symptoms of ADHD but for me that's more of the fact of just saying oh so that that just puts a label on how I function it I don't feel like that defines me in oh. that kind of a way uh, it's it's more like flavoring to the person I am kind of mm. if that makes sense Mm-hmm. And and also to the same point, it's like, oh, like uh, especially when it comes to the autism thing, that's more like, oh, that explains why I never really got all of the social cues that seems like other people was getting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, cool, okay, so there's a reason for that. I mean, I I learned a lot, I got through a lot, especially being in the army for a year, living and sharing a room with complete strangers, basically. I mean. That's a hell of a lot of learning. And I talked to my mom like uh, a couple of years after and she was like, yeah, we noticed a big difference. Mm. And and like I, I noticed it in myself that I suddenly was able to communicate with people in a better and different way. But when it comes to like getting the diagnosis, that's, I don't feel like that is something I need. No, no. No. Uh, b- both in the sense that maybe and naively, I don't think I need to be medicated. Maybe a doctor has a different opinion. Maybe <laughs> th- I actually would benefit from that. Well, but now it's... you're mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think if if you don't feel you have to be medicated, yeah. you probably don't have to be medicated. I yeah. think you you have to be like that level of critical towards meds don't let anyone else tell you like like of course if you have a <laughs> another type of illness yeah. you should probably take the meds oh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, uh, my, my thinking is about some more of the naivety and the hubris of thinking i don't need it mm. because i am not equipped to evaluate myself no you, are. Because you I, are no no no, no, no you but, are uh, first of all, of all i am on the inside looking out it's very hard to look the outs- see the inside of the box you're inside of. Another thing is, I, I don't have the medical expertise to do any of that diagnosis and to put it into context. It's, uh, to, to, to be extreme about it, it's like growing up with a childhood trauma that no one tells you is bad for you. No, I understand. And, and I agree for the most part. But when you are, when you are a child and you are going through a trauma, you know that's a trauma. Uh, no, no. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, from my experience, I know that what I what I experienced uh, as a kid was not normal, was not a good thing, and was um, hurting me. So I knew yeah. I, I couldn't say it was a trauma. It is a trauma, but I knew something was wrong. The thing that happened was wrong. So I had to live with that thing for the rest of my life and try to understand it first. No, uh, uh, um, I'm going to correct that. Uh, remember it first, then unders- understand it, and then accept it. Okay, and- uh, yes. Yeah, so may- maybe trauma is a too strong of a word for what I'm thinking about. Okay. Um, a scenario. You grow up and you grow up being fairly good at singing. Yeah. And your parents want to show you off every yeah. single time because they're proud of you. But it's reached a point where they force you to sing when you don't want to at every single gathering of people. Yeah. You grow up hating to sing and don't ever want to do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. it's not a directly traumatic experience. 
Sure. But it's something that unless you consciously think about cause and effect in this, you will just think like, I hate my voice mm -hmm. because it makes me sing. It makes other people want to hear me sing. I hate singing because I never want to do it because sure. my parents forced me to do it when I didn't want to. I lost complete agency. You can also go to the, uh, through the, the path of I hate my parents because they make me think in front of Absol people. Absolutely. So there is there is a lot of possibility, and that's that's why I uh, I don't if I may, that's why I don't agree with Jan. Um, I, I mean I don't agree. I respect uh, Jan's position. But <laughs> I, that, you don't have to. <laughs> no 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 really I, I I really do. You don't want to 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 put a label on on who you are, and I agree with that. But for me, for myself, I go, I go the matrix road, like <laughs> know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, I agree and, with that. And knowing, knowing myself, I understand myself better. It doesn't mean that it changes who I am, uh, how I react, uh, what I do. And I still get mad for stupid things like people driving like shithead on the like road. Like French or, people. Yeah, yeah, like French people. Um, <laughs> but but I know I know what I can deal with. I know what I, what I can't deal with. I know that I'm going to face a situation that I dislike or, or even hate. And I can prep myself in order to be better when the situation comes. So uh, I think for me, it's the same thing with ADHD, being diagnosed doesn't mean that I'm going to change who I am. I'm just going to understand myself better and therefore be uh, more um, well-equipped for the future yeah, yeah. for mm -hmm. teaching my kid because it, it, uh, chance, chances are that my kid is at, has the same uh, uh, characteristic. I don't want to say issue, problem or whatever. He's no, uh, like me a lot. It is uh, hereditary. Yeah. yeah so so um so I've been told by by a, a, a psychologist a psychologist that psychologist I tried to pronounce that right One psychologist of those. yeah because yeah. in English you don't pronounce the first p which is like stupid and after they blame French because you don't pronounce all the <laughs> you don't pronounce all the letters hey, you don't pronounce so, any letters <laughs> how do you spell water please tell me how do you spell water in French. E A U and you pronounce it O because that makes yeah, sense. Exactly. This true three vowels together <laughs> makes a different sound. Yeah, anyway. and the rest of the world uses <laughs> one letter for that. You want to talk about tough and no and old no and old through and all that. None of us are British. We don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Um, so no, but my 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 kid will have um, challenges in yeah. his life because. He is who he is, and as we all do. But maybe people with ADHD has have, have a little bit more challenges in their life, and I think that knowing who you are, how your brain works, helps you to face those challenges. Doesn't mean that um, you're gonna do something about it. You can just accept who you are. Like I'm, I'm who I am. Fuck you. I'm, I'm 46 now. I'm not gonna change for you. I will change because I decide to change. I this I I I want to be a better man for my wife, for my son, for myself. If you don't like who I am, I'm fine with it now. I yeah, yeah. I don't care anymore. But knowing who I am and how my brain works and what is my um 
inner myself, so to speak, yeah. uh, is also a good thing. Whereas you said you're inside the box and you're looking outside. You can look inside the box to see what Definitely. size is the box. And I can and, find another box. And another and, box and, inside the box. Yeah, exactly. You can do that. What's in the box? <laughs> A lot of anvils. <laughs> iron shavings. Russell, no, I think, iron uh, shavings. Red, the thing you said there, but uh, being uh, better equipped, that's the that's the cue, yeah. I think, for me at least. Like, yeah, the diagnosis doesn't uh, kind of mean anything like the letters like i don't want to be known as the adhd guy you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's um no no that's that's deep it's fine <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like uh, being more equipped and kind of being able to read up on stuff regarding uh, the diagnosis and how to potentially solve the the struggles you're having in a better way maybe uh that's that's uh that's a good thing yeah. Marsh, I love how you said that you are using it to your advantage. First oh, of all, sure. you can control it with the medication, and B, you can like leave it away to get that hyper focus level. So yeah. you basically you you are able to reap the benefits out of it, and I think this is like a perfect combination. Yeah, I think Just so. Just using it to your advantage. Yeah, I think so. And the the doctor also said like if you don't feel like you need it, don't take it. But if you're going through a stref- stressful period or whatever, then then you can take it. So I, I try to take as as uh, little as I can, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely focusing on on using uh, using that superpower <laughs> yeah. of uh, hyperfocus to I mean, to. It, uh, I mean, it is it is kind of a superpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very limited in some way because you have to do it. Uh, it has to be on stuff you are interested in. But that's a good thing. Like. Uh, it also also helps in terms of choosing maybe career or hobbies or whatever. Like, yeah. So it's um, I'm, I I try to look at it in that way. Uh, in There's a posi- always a way. counterpart to a superpower. Yeah, yeah. There's sure. always a weakness. Like, yeah, yeah. Achilles was weak at it. Achilles. Achilles. <laughs> Funnily enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, as as Mario said, yeah, Raz, uh, you don't have to take the medication if if you don't feel like it. And and, and but it's also to the fact fact, uh, I, I guess my point was. I would like to find out if there's more to do with that that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. That it if uh, like just knowing the letters doesn't help me figure out how it has affected me completely. It just gives me a a point of saying like this is a thing that is a part of you. Yeah, it, it it defines how I process information, how I take in things, how my brain works, and how you focus. No, no, I'm not getting there yet. Hold on. <laughs> uh, uh, but, I tried. <laughs> yeah, good, good attempt. Um, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Yeah, uh, but but it, but it doesn't like fully. Uh, I mean, just knowing the letters doesn't give me the full knowledge of knowing how it has affected me. No, no. I think that's my point. Uh, but. Even even more so though, I think the fact that we are talking about it and being consciously aware of the fact that there are fundamental differences in how people's brain process information help explain um, or but yet it might f- take away a bit of that feeling of sitting there thinking why the fuck doesn't I get this when everyone else does. And you think everyone in this brain is the same. And you just feel like, no, you are the broken one. But knowing like, no, there are fundamental differences in mm. how our brain does the processing. That means you will get things better than other people. 
and mm. they will get things better than you in some aspects, in some forms, whatnot, how on, however and whatnot. And I think I've heard a lot of people talk about getting that diagnosis helped with their depression because they no longer felt like a broken human being. They felt like a human being who happens to have ADHD or autism or whatever yeah. neurodivergent spicy thing you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's yeah. You're that you, even if you are diagnosed with ADHD, you are not broken. That's the f- yes. most important thing. And this, I mean, any neurodivergent thing like ADHD is just. I mean, it's one side of one coin of that diagnosis. ADD is the other one. Yeah. And then there's but, a spectrum in all of that, and there's a whole lot of other things. Yeah, but what you just said, neurodivergent. Um, that, that bothers me. It's it's just a matter of words, uh, 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 but it bothers me that there is this type of uh, personality or brains that are considered considered as normal, and all the other oh, yeah. ones. I agree. Uh, my thinking is that it, I mean it's a bell. Um, as I say, it's a bell curve spectrum. That's how mm-hmm. I think it works. Yeah. Like you have like 80% of people or something stupid like that is the majority and they are considered neurotypical and they are within like these boundaries of the spectrum. And then you have people on either side of that. Mm-hmm. And if it's a perfect bell curve, then you have 10% on either side of that. Like a, a significant, significant portion of the population, but if none of them talk about that then they just feel like they are broken compared to the normal quote-unquote people. Yeah. Whereas you can have people on opposite side in and being neurotypical, as it were, mm-hmm. and they will struggle with different things. Yeah. They will be considered neurotypical, but they will be inside of the boundaries, so to speak, and mm-hmm. maybe just barely. Does mm. that com- Is that comprehensible in some way? Yeah. yeah. That, that That's one of the most important thing that that sticks to me when I, I I talk about ADHD or hear about ADHD is this like um, all those patterns, all the, the 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 these categories of people is like so broad and and vast and different that it's very different. It is very difficult for for you to identify yourself to one. Um, if you haven't seen a specialist and if you haven't been diagnosed with uh, or associated with with one of those patterns. So it's a good thing to do it. Um, again, I'm going to say it, but uh, it, it really bothers me when when people say, oh, you have the ADHD, you are, you are uh, broken, you are uh, diminished, you are um, heal, uh, no, ill, um, you have a disease or whatever. It, no, it's not. You're just different. You're just built different. Yep. That's how your brain works. Your brain Bef- is spicy. Yeah, and before I've been told so many times by uh, my wife, internet, people, friends, TikTok, uh, TikTok as well, <laughs> um, that that I have ADHD, it, 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 it needs to be confirmed, uh, obviously. I will probably see someone just to, to, be, to, be, to know, like for sure. Um, but every single time, uh, my thinking was that the way I think is the way that everybody thinks. So I couldn't understand that people would see a situation differently that I was seeing oh, yeah, the yeah. same different. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I talked yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's very, very important that we understand that people see things, situation, people, life in very different way, in very various way, not only because of the ADHD, but but also because 
of um, other um, way of functioning, so to speak. Um, and my last point for today will be that I remember, um, I think it was seven years ago, um, a bunch of awesome makers were doing this podcast called Faking It. Uh, oh, yes. With, with Uncle Andy in it. And one of the guys was uh, Bo, uh, Rob Reyes, if I remember his name correctly. And they did an, exp uh, an episode about ADHD and, and um, what was considered at the time as uh, mental illness. I remember very, very specifically because a lot of the things that was said during the podcast, uh, uh, I remember it vividly and it, it spoke to me in a very... Um, a weird way. I remember uh, that guy crying because it was very difficult at the time to talk about that kind of things. And that's just seven years ago. And that's seven years ago. My point being now we are talking about this like making joke and, and having fun with it and, and speaking op openly about ADHD and other form of what can be considered as mental illness or just mental yeah. health. And that's so good. That's so great to see. And it's not only about men, but it can be also about women and kids of and course. whoever. But I'm so happy that in only like seven years, not only in podcasts, but also on the socials, so many people are now open about it, honest mm. about it. And it, it, it helps so many other people to understand who they are, why they think the way they think. And, and I think it's just good for everyone. So if you are feeling that way, know yourself. If you want to be uh, diagnosed, go see someone. If you don't, that's fine. Just accept the way you think uh, and not don't see it as something bad because as Maya said, it can be also a superpower and, and used to your advantage. Here, here. <laughs> and now to something completely different. <laughs> I start. Uh, I'll start okay. if okay. you may, if I may. Um, I I just want my. I don't really have a focus this week because uh, busy. And, and you want to start? Yeah, uh, I want to start because I reached seventy five thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, yes, you did. yes, you did. Thank you, and I'm really happy about it. So I just wanted to thank all the people uh, that supported me uh, till today by being a friend, sending a message, uh, watching my videos, leaving a comment, being a subscriber, and just be around in this. Insulting you on a podcast, does it count? Oh, it counts, it counts. Okay, good, good, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you for, for sticking with me for so long, for the people who have been um, there since the beginning. I'm not done yet. I will. I won't give up <laughs> so easily. Even though YouTube is kind of uh, you're never gonna give now. it up. Exactly. <laughs> 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 so yeah, thank you for the support. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Excellent, Marius. Do you want to be next? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, recommendations. Recommendations. Yeah, um, I have a podcast I've been going back to, which is called The Dollop. Uh, okay. With Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds, it's uh, it's two comedians, and they basically uh, talk about uh, American history. Usually, they also go tra travel around the world and do uh, like uh, Australian history and so on. But it's always like weird people, weird stories, like insane stories. And then uh, 
I think it's Dave who kind of has read up on the thing, and then Gareth reacts to the story, basically. And I just went through um, a three-part episode with Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, oh! I mean, you should just basically start there. It's uh, it's like far far out in, in the podcast, but it's just it's so insane. There's so um, like <laughs> I can't even start to uh, to describe it, but. Uh, it's uh, it's a very very funny podcast, and uh, they have like I don't know six hundred episodes or something. Oh wow! Well, yeah, they they're approaching six hundred. Yeah, uh, it's that, super funny. That does sound like it's kind of up my alley, though. Yeah, sounds interesting. Yeah, and fun. Yeah, I mean, oh, I I think nice. I have room for one more podcast somewhere. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Are you sure? Yeah, he uh, just has to sleep faster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come back. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly uh, Jan yep um, I have one and it's um, going with the theme of uh, doing an urban exploring mm. um, it's cross the line photography um, on Instagram okay. okay and his name is Benjamin Seifang and he's actually out of the area here right of uh, Baden-Württemberg or like made up words I know yeah. the Swabian Alps <laughs> uh, Stuttgart area like wider Stuttgart area and he is an urban explorer and he visits places he doesn't disclose the names uh, the special thing about him is his, not only does he has Insta but he already released I think two or three um, books oh nice. like photography books um, with stories around uh, the area or with, with different places and I actually received one of them for my birthday which was absolutely funny because the day before I received the book as a present I went and shot the pictures and also I got recommended on Instagram the guy so I followed him and the next day I got a book of, of this nice. <laughs> so oh, nice. yeah um, beautiful pictures uh, it's urban exploring He's an urban explorer in the widest sense also that he just walks through the forest and sometimes he sees abandoned cars and he has some of like some old Volkswagen Beetle completely rusted and just with a lot of moss on it. Yeah. And um, he also does great composition of it. So the light hits it just right and you see that rusty Beetle, the moss, and then just on a um, opening in the forest with the light hitting it. Just some beautiful pictures. What's his name again? Uh, it's uh, Benjamin Seifang. Okay. I'm just picturing uh, The Last of Us. Uh, have you exactly uh, yeah, yeah exactly like the, that the way. exploring you talked about you did yourself I just mm -hmm. had that in uh, in my mind like looking like that environment yeah so cool it's um it, it really looks beautiful in the sense that it's almost like dreamy like the dystopian or after nature has claimed everything back yeah. uh really peaceful yeah it's really nice. great cool excellent um, yes Rest. my thing is I mean I already mentioned I was on the podcast Norwegian one Kartoteke. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll leave a link for that one for the few people who care about hearing me talk more for some reason. And in the stand Norwegian, uh, that also. But I stumble upon a video of uh, Joel creates where he oh yeah he's fun yeah where he wanted to figure out a way to make Nerf darts shoot themselves. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of interesting because mm -hmm. he wanted literally to put the entire firing mechanism inside of the six millimeter hole you have in the center of a nerd dart. Mm -hmm. Of course he, you would. Yeah, and he finds a couple of different ways of doing that, and two of them are really, really good. 
One is basically just a really powerful spring, mm-hmm. and you just hold an earth start like a cigarette, and you click the back of it, and you just go spoink, <laughs> uh, which is very satisfying. And the other one is with uh, flash cotton, basically a form of gunpowder. Yeah. And a tiny battery and a tiny capacitor. Uh-huh. And you just push a small button and you heat up the the capacitor releases power. It heats up a small element. It ignites the cotton and it goes boof. And someone <laughs> has a nerf dart in their eye. Oh. <laughs> have you it's... seen the new Harry Potter uh, rods with the... You have seen it, Red, like with the cotton thingy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I kind of want I it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joel uh, Great, uh, I've seen a couple of his videos before, and is in that vein of like stupidly smart people making really, really stupid things. And it's hilarious. I mainly remember his cap he's wearing all the time. No, but oh, like the, the electric minecart he's doing, and yeah. um, the the rehydrating toast, I think, was one of the yeah. more genius ones. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. the most random stuff, and he just makes that whole... Oh, that was a good one. ...technical assembly around it. Yeah. I mean, rehydrating he's also toast really, is he, He's also really... Like, he has good humor, and he's extremely mm-hmm. talented. Like, he makes his own music for his videos, yeah. plays the piano and everything, and um, re- really nice guy. I, I used to write with him a lot. Oh, cool. Just, like, a couple of years ago. Nice. So, yeah. There's that. Uh, do we have any last little tiddly bits? Marius, any? Yeah, your uh, sewing machines are on the way, Red. Oh, nice, <laughs> cool. Don't wait. wait. Thank you. And that's also, um, as Jan said, I shouldn't blame, <laughs> you know, the diagnosis. <laughs> but that's one of the things that happened. <laughs> yeah, but, that's uh, okay, that's fine. I'm really, really happy they're on their way. Yeah, Just, me too. Uh, and I hope I you get, uh, yeah, yeah. get something good out of it. I, I I will try. I will keep you posted. But thank you very much. Because, I know it. Yeah. Uh, and Marius, where can people do some friendly stalking if they are so inclined? It's uh, Marius Bodvin on Instagram and Arndal Leather on Instagram. Same on uh, Facebook. Or not. I, I usually use Instagram. Uh, what yeah. else? Arndalleather.com. Yeah. That's and it. for the Norwegian-speaking fellas, there's Brunsjohåndverk. Yeah, sorry, I forget my podcast. Brunsjohåndverk, in my podcast with uh, Richard Salvesen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is uh, also, I think, a bit on the spectrum of some kind. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, it, it, was it the most recent episode? Yeah, there hasn't been a new episode where he, he, he talks about his uh, Africa adventure. Y- yes. Just on a weekend, he just like, oh, let me go down to this island off the coast of Africa <laughs> and get stuck in the jungle. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he annoys me with his single life, no kids. You know, I, I <laughs> yes. love I love my life, but it's like weekend trip to Tokyo. It's like, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I I I feel like I'm the same kind of person you to are. these two guys. No, you are uh, to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I feel like richard is on a different level <laughs> yeah by the way i have one question um i heard the uh the episode with jimmy yeah and are you going uh will it be this year or next year to the the maker camp uh, thingy i i'm planning on going this year but it sort of evolves around if i can convince some foolish blacksmithing place to let me teach a class or two while I'm over there. 
But uh, you read, you also talked about maybe going... Yeah, I, I have no idea at the moment if I, I will be able to go. Um, oh. I'm hoping, but I will have to, again, check the, the dates and the For sure. finances. Uh, yeah. But is it is it October-ish around? When is it? Uh, was it Columbus weekend or something in uh, October? So I think it's the second weekend of October. Okay. I'll, I'll check the Catskills website. Oh, uh, and we can we can we can figure all of that out later. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. So yeah, at least I'm uh, probably going to be there. Cool. I, I want to treat myself when I get uh, when I turn forty, but that's in February, year after. So we'll see. But uh, I hope at least I see you guys. Uh, I'm not going to see you on this Maker Central because I'm not going to go. But uh, the next one, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Ah, very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll have to do some uh, gentle invading of Arndal in the near future. Yeah, you should for sure. Yeah. And you can find <laughs> us collectively. Oh, are you doing it now? Is this, is this a mutiny <laughs> well, happening? Since you're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's the ADHD episode. Please excuse us while we are please, ADHD. Please excuse us, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us collectively, you can do that at any of the mostly social places, including Patreon at Two Thirds Focused, if you are so inclined. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and LewinSmear.no. And new grinders should be on the way fairly soon. And you can find me at The Red Smith or Red Smith, everyone on the internet, more specifically at TheRedSmith.com. And you can find me on Jan Maxwell on Instagram or Jan Maxwell Photography on YouTube or NerdyMeta.com. Excellent. Thank you, Marius, yeah. for being on. Thank you, Marius. Yes, I thank, thank you, you so Marius. much for having me. It was uh, so much fun. Yeah, Absolutely. it was very fun to have you. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.